Good morning, Evergreen Online. This morning, much of our congregation is gathering at Arcadia County Park uh, for our special Church in the Park gathering this season. If you'd like to stop by, put on your favorite ugly Christmas sweater and join us. We'll be there until noon, and we'd love to see you as we start off the Advent season together. Now, as I said, today is the first Sunday of Advent, This, and that may feel weird because Thanksgiving just ended, but this is the season, the first weeks that lead up to Christmas, which is really a special time for the church where the people of God posture themselves to resonate with the world's need for a savior. It is a season of anticipation as we all allow ourselves to feel, to feel the longing and pain of humanity and thus remember the meaning of Christ's birth in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. Now each week of Advent we typically light a candle representing four different thematic aspects of this particular season. Now these aspects and these themes vary by tradition and denomination, but commonly they are the candle of hope, the candle of faith, the candle of joy, and the candle of peace, with the fifth candle being the Christ candle that's lit on Christmas Eve. The lighting of candles helps us to mark and focus our journey through the season. For the first 100 households that do join us at Church in the Park this morning, you will receive, or you should have received, a pack of Advent candles for your home along with a simple devotional booklet for the next few weeks that will help you with our sermon series. Now, if you did not receive this, don't worry. The rest of you can simply find some candles around the house or around your home to represent each week of Advent. And if you can't find four or five candles, just find one and just light them, light the same one every week. Don't worry, I won't tell. It, it, it'll still do the trick. Now today we start our new Advent sermon series called Birth Pangs, where we will be exploring the arduous journey of bringing God's hope into our lives. Now as we begin to emerge from this season of quarantine life, I realize this has been just a tough couple of years for everybody. There's been a lot of loss and a lot of change, and the holiday season even this year still doesn't feel like it used to. Now our staff team had a conversation last week about how it feels, how this holiday season feels like a mixture, a season of gratitude and a season of despair. Now do you feel like that? Because I think I do. In some ways things are a little better than last year, but it also feels like we're not out of the woods yet. And so how do we have hope when things still feel like a struggle? And that's the question I want to embrace this season. How do we have hope when things still feel like a struggle? This Advent, we enter into the season with courageous hope that life might recover more fully in 2022. We hope that the, or we know that the pregnancy of hope, like childbirth, doesn't always turn out to be easy or predictable. Sometimes the path to birthing hope is long. Sometimes the labor is painful. Sometimes it has very unexpected outcomes. Yet God dares us to trust him that we might discover the rich blessings of imagining a more heavenly future for ourselves. Now you might be wondering, Pastor Jason, what do you know about birth pangs? Don't be a poser. Well, that concern is very well placed. I have no idea what labor pain or the pregnancy physically feels like. So while I will be giving just a few of the smaller devotionals in the series, 
all the main Sunday sermons for this series will be carried entirely by our phenomenal female pastors. They are giving this series a powerful and relevant voicing and a structure that is bringing this whole theme to life. And I'm so excited about that. We're also planning to feature different voices from our congregations, young adults, families, and prime timers, and how they're all experiencing the journey of hope and the sometimes difficult road to hope. I think we'll resonate so much with all the perspectives as we consider the difficult journey, the difficult but joyful journey of God's hope. Now, the journey of birthing hope reminds me of Paul's words in Romans chapter 8, where he says, We know that the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth, right up to the present time. Now, Paul's words describe the pain and suffering in the world, and the fact that all of that just points to the fact that all of creation is unfulfilled, awaiting its complete liberation in Jesus Christ. He says it's like childbirth, the the labor pains, the birth pangs. These birth pangs are painful, but even those pains are pointing to God's beautiful future. And I think that's where we find ourselves this month, hoping for something better in the new year, but realizing that the path to hope might involve some labor pain. This is what I want us to explore this Advent. Now, when Far and I got married, we were a little older, so we knew that we were on the clock if we wanted to try for a family. Because of our age, we knew we didn't have five to ten years to just enjoy child-free marriage. We would have to try and have kids pretty quickly after, right after we got married. So we had to start these conversations early, even when we were dating and when we were engaged about starting a family and what that would be like. We had to consider our readiness right from the beginning to move into that stage. Were our finances ready? Was our home ready? Was our support network ready to help us with this family? And we just had to ask ourselves general questions if we were ready to be parents together. Should we, by chance, become pregnant or decide to pursue adoption? Now, some couples are blessed with a child who is an unexpected surprise, and that can be wonderful. But many have to prepare because of the enormous changes that a child can bring to our lives. Now, this morning, I want us to consider that stage, that preparation stage of giving birth to hope. For for some of us, we might want to consider right now if we're even ready to hope. Now, that might sound weird because who wouldn't want more hope in their lives, right? It seems like such a positive thing. But maybe right now you're in the thick of immense grieving. Or maybe you've been so disappointed where your life is right now and you felt so let down before that you're just too disillusioned and too jaded to hope. Maybe you don't even know what to hope for. Maybe you're so angry at God that you don't want any of his hope right now. Maybe you feel too scared to hope. Now, when I recall our journey through infertility, I can remember being scared to hope for a baby. I didn't want to get my hopes up too much because of how crushed I would feel if we weren't able to get pregnant. Now, that was hard because having hope sometimes is risky. Sometimes having hope is costly. But I do believe that hope given by God is worth it. And so let's start there this morning, preparing to hope, considering whether we're ready, whether this is the time for us. 
Are we ready to begin? Do we have the strength for it? And maybe you're not, and that's okay. God might actually be wanting to care for you this season. Maybe you'll be ready to hope sometime next year. But others of us might find that we are ready, or perhaps that this is the season that God is making us ready. My prayer is that this series will help us discover what God might be creating in us. And as we explore some of the messianic prophecies and nativity texts about Jesus' birth, I think we'll find them to be relevant to seeing hope be born in our lives. Now, if you have your Advent candle, please get it ready as we appropriately light the candle of hope. Oh.